0: Hello. Yo. Hey.
1: You know I hate to do this 3 weeks in a row. And and I I, <laughs> I didn't want to bring up bass's lateness this week. <laughs> but so th- today's excuse is the best. And and he went out of his way to make the excuse sound more important than it is. For so, sure. so I said, uh, hey, you guys going to be ready at 6, because we record this 6 o'clock Chicago time. Ryan's in Los Angeles, so it's 4 o'clock your time. Now, Ryan doesn't even have a problem with us always talking in Central time, which I'm sure gets annoying at some point, because you're like, hey... No,
0: it was the first... When I first moved out here and we were coordinating, it was, it was like maybe, maybe a week or two. I was thinking, oh, this is going to get really old. I'm trying to always figure out when they're here talking about... you know." Six, yeah, you
1: just had two hours, but...
0: Right. And I got over it like real quick. That's
1: not a problem. So I always talk in Chicago time just to make things even easier for base. Right. <laughs> I don't say 6 Central, 4 Pacific. Right. When I'm giving the times. So anyways, I said, "Hey, you guys can be ready at 6." Sam Sam we knew wasn't going to be on. He had something going on. Um, but base said, "Give me 15 minutes past." Wrapping up some syndicated promos that just dropped on me now. Now, why would you throw in the word syndicated?
0: <laughs> I mean, the whole thing. Yeah, you're right. No. I think let's, like, pull back and get it real quick from, from like, the furthest point back. All he could have said was, I'll be on in 15.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'm late. I'm going to be at work still. I'll be on 15 I minutes mean, late. Yeah,
0: hold on. Even, even that is adding more than he needed to. Like, I'll be honest, 15 would have been more than sufficient for us. <laughs> adding, I'll be at work, I'm finishing up at work, fine, okay, I get it. That's, you're explaining, that's fine. Adding, if he just said, finishing up some promos, still, okay, all right, that's fine. A yeah. little too much information, but that's fine. <coughs> Finish, finishing up some syndicated promos that were just dropped on me,
1: what does that even mean?
0: What does that mean? It's nonsense. <laughs> just like trying to make something
1: sound more important. Uh, just got these network commercials in that I have to. <laughs> I have to produce these network commercials. Just got them in. Who just gets something in right now? Give me fifteen. Wrapping up some syndicated promos.
0: <laughs> uh. Isn't it usually, like, a rule of thumb, like, when people give you extra information? It's like when you call off sick. <laughs> exactly. Sick, you say, oh, I'm not feeling well. But, like, you go out of your way to say, like, yeah, uh, I think I got a pretty bad sinus infection yeah. and cough up. Like, you add stuff to make it sound... You'll
1: even throw in the word diarrhea when it's not needed. Yeah. No, no one needs to know you have diarrhea. <laughs> you throw it right in immediately.
0: Oh, really, uh, and- <laughs> I wonder when it comes to bass, I wonder if he knows exactly what he's doing. Like he knew that you and I were thirty seconds from getting on the phone, and he gives us that fodder. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, does he, he, he want to be talked up by now to know that we're not going to just like look past wrapping up some syndicated promos? We're a bunch of mumbo jumbo.
1: How could we read that and not talk about it to kick this off? <laughs> But don't you think he's one of those guys who says any press is good press?
0: Oh yeah. That's if they're talking
1: about me, that's all I need. <laughs> you know, back uh, to the back to the calling off though. It is funny how people will offer up way too much information. Yeah, you know, uh, back and forth to the bathroom, diarrhea. Oh, <laughs> um, or when they say, "Oh, it's coming out at both ends." Yeah. Can't you just say I have the flu and leave it at that?
0: I mean, if you're in a good situation, sorry. If you're in a good situation, you should just be able to say, "I'm not feeling well. I won't be in today."
1: Yeah, if you have some boss that was like, "What do you mean you're not feeling well? I hope it's coming out of both ends."
0: <laughs> yeah, has any boss ever asked what end it's coming out of?
1: Oh yeah, when I I remember when I worked at Walmart when I was in high school. If you called off sick, you got it, it, they'd ask you a hundred. It was like a uh, you know when they have you in the room like uh, interrogation. Yeah. Wait a minute. How long have you been sick? Did this just come on now? Did you go to school today?
0: <laughs> they would really ask you extra questions. Oh yeah. At Walmart,
1: and they always made it like if you called off sick, you were going to get fired the next day.
0: No way. Yeah, I no, feel I'm like serious. That's the one place when I worked there. That was back when it was a small-time mom-and-pop shop. <laughs> when it was just
1: called Sam's. Sam Sam, Sam W's.
0: Sam's Corner Store.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I worked there and it was just called Walton's Corner Shop. <laughs> hey there, Abe. You're doing a fine job with those shopping carts. One day I'm going to move you up to manager. Thanks, Mr.
0: So he would, w. He would toss you an extra nickel for your trouble.
1: Hey, and they. He flips it over to me. Hey, enjoy that nickel. (laughs) Nickel. Thanks, Mr. W. Hey, don't buy too much candy with that. Oh, Ryan, by the way, happy Stone Cold Day.
0: Happy Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. Oh, that's awesome.
1: 316. I do like some of these, like, I, I like May the 4th, uh, May 4th, May the, you know, the Star right, Wars right. day. I like Pi Day, which was 314. I think that's pretty yep. creative. I like Stone i I laughed when I heard it was Stone Cold Day today.
0: I had never thought about that. I mean, obviously, the other day was 311. I love 311. So
1: 311 Day? That's about. another good one.
0: Yeah, happy 311 Day. Why d- Why, why do so Cold many
1: day. days work in March? What is it about March, I wonder? Maybe, th- I don't know. Maybe it's the three. We should just make days up like anything with a number. Like June sixth is Devil's Day.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't think that's a real one, but
0: no, it should be. Try to Sorry, think of some I'm other numbers. I was just running some water. I only need to go off on me like you do, Sam.
1: <laughs> that's because Sam was pouring dog food for his dogs with like a a really hard bag of dog food.
0: He was going, he was scooping. It was like, it was, <laughs> it sounded like breaking up ice.
1: Like yeah, like that's ice exactly shit. And then he's like, what do you mean? He's like, what? I'm not doing anything. What You can hear that? Like, if, if Sam had a, a drill, he'd be like,
0: what? You can hear that? I, I think it, I mean, I've said this probably a dozen times, but to me, the funniest thing is like, you're sensitive to, to external factors, right? I, probably more so than anyone I know, but that's, that's fine. It's what makes you you. But you ask about them innocently, harmlessly, <laughs> and Sam's hair trigger is what makes you hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like Here, Sam, what was that? Here's what, what? Here's where Sam, here's where Sam takes it. You said, What's that noise? And Sam instantly goes with, all right, assholes! do you want my dogs to starve? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. All of the other middle stuff.
1: Like what? What do you mean your dogs?
0: Well, of course I'm feeding them. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing right now? Well,
2: yeah, I, I, like I, I,
0: I didn't a know. He, like you and neanderthal like you who wouldn't feed their dogs. Yeah. He just instantly starts attacking.
1: Ryan, do you feed your dog? Yeah, but we don't we don't all have a we don't have a clay bowl that we dip into this thirty pound bag of dog food and then pour it into another clay bowl. <laughs> That's all you hear. <laughs> oh, you were able to hear that. <laughs> uh, Sam, what is that? Uh, you you don't want these pictures on the wall? I'm drilling nails in the wall for pictures. What?
0: Oh, 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 oh! Could you have bare walls? Yeah, I was just going to say, that was what I was going to say. Sorry, we don't have all have bare walls. Like Sorry, we don't
1: all have loser apartments with bare walls.
0: What? You drink warm drinks? I'm making ice. Isn't that funny? Just the mindset of the whole, we talked before, like the, the show, The you know when we were on Furious and, and even this podcast, it continues in iMessage. Pretty much throughout the day, throughout the week. I mean, it's a steady stream. And it is funny how, like, defensive. I plan my defense before I send offense. Like, I, and I'll <laughs> give you an example. Say I sent a couple wrestling gifts. Because Sam told us he wasn't coming on, so I sent a wrestling gift. And Yeah, like with Triple
1: H was, giving and, the thumbs down and then Randy Orton got powerbombed.
0: bombed. Right. So and I know base hates wrestling shit and I was already expecting on the podcast base to say, Oh sorry I didn't send it in a wrestling gift. Yeah, exactly. and already in my head I had my comeback plan. I was gonna say, Sorry Bass, I didn't send a picture of a dessert. <laughs> like it's you have to be strategic with this group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
1: defense ready. I love how base too. anytime we're texting for, for no, and and, he has a very cute kid, but anytime we're talking about anything, he'll send a picture of him with the, with the kid. DJ and I will be there. And it's like, we're talking about, like, like, let's say we are talking about, uh, like if Ryan said, Hey, I got my house painted. Ha ha ha. DJ got crayons too. (laughs) And there's just a picture of him and DJ. Or sometimes it just doesn't even make sense. Uh, did DJ no, so knock over connection.
0: Did Deej knock over the paint? You're right. And here's the thing, dude. I sometimes I we you know, we don't we don't talk bad about it, but I think we've all acknowledged like enough of the DJ pictures. If DJ were not as cute of a kid, it would be it would be a real problem. Oh he yeah! Like easy on the eyes. As a he's kid. very easy
1: on the eyes. Very attractive child.
0: He is. He's a good-looking kid. So it's like, if you had to open, imagine how much worse it would be if that kid was hideous.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. If if DJ wasn't so cute, do you think he would still send out all these pictures thinking he was cute? Or
0: That'd do you think he's? So,
1: do you think he's so shocked that he has a cute kid that he just has to keep sending pictures?
0: That's probably a lot of it.
1: But a lot of parents don't know when they have ugly kids. And I'm the first to always say it. That's an ugly baby. As soon as I saw DJ come out, I'm like, wow. I can't believe this.
0: And that is true. That is true. And you were the last person I thought would say that. But you call him like you see him. And and you're right. You did say. I said I need to put DJ to work.
1: He's so good looking.
0: I remember like three months old, you were talking to Bass about getting an agent. (laughs) You were you were like ground level on DJ's cutin. Uh, I were could, right
1: I, I know it right away.
0: Yeah. You were an early investor.
1: Whereas that baby on Fuller House, ugly baby. It's an ugly it looks like that. an old man. It has a big u- old man head. <laughs> like Benjamin button. Yeah, it's just ugly. I don't like why if you have a <laughs> TV show, like why not put a kid like DJ on Fuller House?
0: Yeah, no, you're right.
1: He would have been perfect. perfect.
0: I mean, I'm, I doubt base or you know his wife have the drive to get that done.
1: <laughs> no yeah, base is too lazy, just trying to get free Five Guys burgers or something.
0: <laughs> well, plus he does he does have a lot of syndicated promos on his plate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just got in some syndication stuff, guys. <laughs> Uh, Let me not, and then he always says, "Let me try to knock these out real quick." Meanwhile, you know he's been just walking around. He's like Homer Simpson sitting in a big room that with one button,
0: just wiggling his fingers in front of a couple donuts.
1: Exactly, (laughs) just just eating a box of donuts all day. Oh man! Did, Did you see? Speaking of kids, did you see that Adam LaRoche from the White Sox? Who the White Sox signed for $25 million. And I don't want to bore you if you're not a sports fan. This doesn't have anything to do with sports, it has to do with ridiculousness. Adam LaRoche retired today from baseball because Kenny Williams, the White Sox GM, won't let his son be in the clubhouse.
0: Wait a minute. Is that true?
1: This is true. It's on Deadspin. Um,. LaRoche, it it just came out today. LaRoche walked away from the team because President Kenny Williams asked him not to bring a teen into the clubhouse every damn day. He his son, I guess, goes around with him on the road to every city. Okay, and he's been doing it for years. Let's see. Has a statement from Williams in which he essentially says he told LaRoche, "Look, can you bring your son around less, just a little less? Doesn't he have school or something?" There's been no. there's been no policy change with regards to allowance of kids in the clubhouse, on the field, the back fields during spring training. This young man that we're talking about, his name is Drake. Everyone loves the young man, and no way do I want this to be about him. I asked Adam. Focus on our interests, our desire this year to make sure we give ourselves every opportunity to focus on a a daily basis and getting better. All I'm asking you to do with regard to bringing your kid to the ballpark is dial it back. I don't think he should be here 100% of the time, and he has been here 100% every day in the clubhouse. I said that I don't even think he should be here 50% of the time. Figure it out, somewhere in between. We all think this kid's a great young man. I just felt it should not be every day. Which is Now think about it. So LaRoche retired. Because he couldn't bring his kid to, school, to work every day.
0: He's 36.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine working at KFC and you want your kid? Oh, no, he'll hang, out, he'll hang out in the back by the coal side. <laughs> like it, it does, that would never work at any other job. Adam LaRoche is making $25 million on a two-year contract. Last year, he was the worst player on the White Sox. His batting average was like 206. And he has the nerve to bring his son to. Can you imagine? And anywhere you work. If, if you're. It, we work in radio. Can you imagine someone in the office, Ryan, with their kid just sitting there next to them playing with tape?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you just hear this all day?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hey. Hey. Yes. Hey, come back there. Yes. This is fun. They, I love it. Even if they were playing with tape. It would be weird to have just a silent. It would be weird to have someone just sitting in a chair next to their parent all day at work.
1: Especially in a locker room with like everyone's walking around naked. The kid just sits there and LaRoche has to keep making comments about how he's not mad enough yet for whatever they're doing. Like he has chew (laughs) in his mouth. (laughs) You ain't mad enough yet for this. (laughs) Right? Isn't that right, boys? Yeah, yeah, whatever, Adam. Yeah, he's not mad enough. Good. You get him out of here. We want to start playing craps for money. He'll he'll be back, dude. That's such a knee-jerk reaction. This is the greatest thing to ever happen to the White Sox. This guy sucks. He, He was clogging up the whole lineup because he's a DH, and he's making a ton of money.
0: Right. That's insane, dude.
1: Before games, shagging balls is Drake's favorite activity. He keeps track of consecutive fly balls caught to try to break his record of 24. This kid sounds like a loser. Oh,
0: my God. He sounds, yeah. Does he have something wrong with him? I don't think. See, that that's the thing.
1: If he did have some issues, but I don't think he does.
0: Well, yeah, if the kid has a disability, different. But
1: even if he has a disability, you can't bring your kid to to work.
0: But, but, but here's what I'm saying. No, you're right, but I would understand the sensitivity of it if he had a disability. I would understand why it would set Adam LaRoche off.
1: I wouldn't. You, know what, I'm you know what? I wouldn't because everyone, everyone who has a disabled kid, can't bring their kid to work. And this guy is rich. He's one of the no, guys who I, has dude, the means to take care of his kid properly.
0: Absolutely, a hundred percent agree with you. But I'm saying just in terms of like the personal, like why did he take it personally enough to retire? The only explanation is that his kid has some sort of disability. I don't I'm think. He, saying, I don't think but, he does though. Well, I'm. Read that little bio again. His favorite activity is shagging balls, and he wants to beat his own record of 24 at 14.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you going to do in the lock? I mean, all he does is hang around a baseball team all the time. Why isn't he in school? Oh, no, no. My son doesn't need school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. If your dad was on a baseball team and he said, hey, Ryan, you want to come to work with me every day, you think you'd want to go to school?
0: No, you're right. <laughs> yeah you're right oh no dad no time.
1: dad i I need to be in school and hang out with mom and wherever he lives like like in louisville kentucky or something <laughs> no mom i'll be in louisville at school i'll be hanging out with mom and louisville and school all right <clears throat> guess you don't oh, want to have your first beer
0: wait what uh, what do you mean my first beer <laughs> but would you, all right so the other side of that is and maybe you would i don't know i don't know if i would maybe it's just i can't Maybe I don't remember being fourteen, but like, I don't think I would want to go to a baseball game in the locker room every day. Yeah, would but you? if that's
1: just, but if that's how if 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 you're used to it, if that's all yeah. you know, is that he's for years it says he's been doing this.
0: What an overreaction! Sounds like Sam. <laughs> exactly, I retire. <laughs> <laughs> the Rose the Sam of baseball,
1: <laughs> and it all comes full circle.
0: oh you don't want my son to live you don't want my son to breathe oxygen i just googled it because i wanted to see how old he was see like what age he was retiring and you're right every headline said that he was just asked to dial it down to like scale back it wasn't don't bring your kid around it was like yeah
1: i mean when you suck when you suck at baseball you suck kenny williams is basically saying I need you to focus on your play this year because we, we want to win the World Series this year. Right. So you need, instead of um, playing slap-ass with your son for three hours before the game, <laughs> why don't you get in the batting cage? Why don't you do whatever you need to do to get become good? The Sox paid him a lot of money because he used to be a good player.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it, it really, it goes back to when you're an employee, and Adam LaRoche is an employee. He's an employee of the Chicago White Sox organization. He's not... He's not a, an independent contractor. He's not a free, you know, and like you, you do have to abide. Honestly, like it, when you worked at Walmart, if every day you came in one of your tattered sleep shirts and they said, "Hey, could you just could you dial back on wearing those?" Actually,
1: they probably wouldn't have even cared about that.
0: <laughs> but I know what you're saying, but, like, you, when you're being paid to do a job, you, I mean, and they have a request of you and your conduct and what you're doing. You have to. If you keep the job, you have to do it.
1: Like, if every day you have a black eye, they'd be like, you know what? You're you're a cashier here. We can't always... Why do you always have a black eye? <laughs> Is there anything you could do about that? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh-uh. No, I'm in a Muay Thai class. Well, you're going to have to start wearing headgear or something, because we can't have a guy with a black eye up front. All right, cool. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> But any job, just think about any job there is no job that your dumb kid could sit next to you, and i I don't care i'm not you can't be overly sensitive with this stuff. It's completely ridiculous that he thinks he has the right to bring that kid you're right any think just go across the board think of every, think of a, can you imagine a fireman his son hanging out keeps sliding up and down the pole, and then when there's a fire and, they and they, right. they crush him
0: like he's not like you know. He's not like like uh, checking the checking people in at a golf course where like they're this is like a Exactly. Job. You're this right. This is a this is a huge job with a lot riding on it.
1: Yeah, he's not he's not at uh, like a local hardware store in 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 Warner'sburg, Missouri and and he's sweeping <laughs> up in the back cuz they can't afford to pay help. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're paying him $25 million to win a a championship.
1: Yeah, and this moron has... And you know the kid probably wears a full (laughs) outfit, a full White Sox outfit?
0: Oh, for sure.
1: And he wears a LaRoche jersey, 100%. 100%. And his his number is probably half or .5 or something stupid like that.
0: Whatever Adam LaRoche is and a half. Uh, It's so ridiculous. Imagine like any... So not even a kid, but you're right. Like imagine if Adam LaRoche or anyone else want to bring like their bird to work, like just walking in with their <laughs> bird. You know what? You know, it's funny you say that
1: when I went to that, uh, that, uh, barbershop I go to, mm-hmm. there was a bird at the barbershop <laughs> and it was oh, 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 that loud the whole time. And I said, Hey, uh, my boy O is the one who lines me up. I said, "Hey O, what's uh, what's up with that bird?" He's like, "Ah, oh, dog." He's like, "That's the boss. The boss is babysitting it." I'm like, "Where's the boss uh-huh. at?" Oh well, now he left it here. I'm like what? Who leaves a bird? Who- you're in a barber shop, and this is the same <laughs> barber shop. Remember when I told you that they were playing Tommy Boy, and yeah, every yeah, scene was just sexual, and there were little kids all over. <laughs> yeah. The first scene was David Spade jerking off in the window. Right. Ah! 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 <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the people are trying to get their hair cut. And, and don't you think that it, it, that's going to make a barber jumpy when they hear that? Like they're trying to line <laughs> you up to precision with they 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 do those straight uh blade shaves there. You have a yeah. blade to your neck. Someone's going straight. Oh, <laughs>
0: ah! ah! ah, you <laughs> cut my neck. And there's
1: a bird walking around. Oh, no, the boss the boss is bird sitting. Well, then leave it. At, tell the boss to leave the bird at his house. Why is the boss leaving it? Just because you own a, a barbershop doesn't mean you could leave a bird there. Nah, the boss And then it was like this: the boss's bird sitting, and that was it. Oh, that oh, that makes sense. But yeah, you can't bring your Rottweiler to work.
0: Right.
1: If you work at Taco right. Bell, you just see a Rottweiler in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're in the drive-thru and this big dog jumps out the window at you. <laughs> oh, no, no I, no. I just brought my Rottweiler to work. Is that cool? And and when you start bringing your kid to work, at what point does the boss have to have that sit-down with you? Kenny Williams waited an entire year to tell him. Yeah. And he's been doing... He was on. I, I think he was on Washington before that, the Washington Nationals. So he's been doing this for years. Kenny Williams waited an entire year to bring it up. I get
0: like a little bit here and there. You know what I mean? Like if you're on like a road trip and you haven't seen your kids in two weeks and you want to fly them out for a game or two.
1: That's fine. But put them in a hotel and go see them after the game. Yeah. It's fine every once in a while. I mean, everyone will bring, you know, people bring their kids to work once a year. It's like, oh, bring the kids in. It's just real pathetic the whole time. This is what de- and then right and then you ever notice when you bring your kid to work, all of a sudden that person is real talkative with everyone he never oh, talks to. So
0: they walk around and they they're never the same. They'll be like and and then they over they hype you up too. You don't even like if you don't think you know, you know. You're like, oh, I bet you uh, Jim doesn't know what I do here. Yeah. And when he's got his kid, he comes around. He's like, this is Abe, This is where magic happens. <laughs> exactly. Abe <laughs> once you once you pull up a little clip of what you're working on. Hey, why don't you show show
1: them what you're working on here? As you can see, kids, Abe's working on a digital workstation. Same kind that Daddy uses, but his digital workstation has different things. Like, I do the commercials here, but uh, Abe, Abe, why don't you show the kids what you do? (laughs)
0: And you've never talked
1: to this guy. Like, what's your name again, dude? Yeah. Oh, Jagger. (laughs) I I, I uh, I work in the back. But yeah, sometimes, though, you realize they don't know who you are. But they're trying to be very talkative. Yeah this, oh, yeah, this is the princess right here. This is the princess. <laughs> uh, you're Abe, right? Yeah. Uh, so Abe works uh, here. He does the morning show with the guys. And the little kid doesn't care. No. Kid doesn't care about me. Doesn't know me. <laughs> Abe, show. You, you got something for it? And then they always want you to give the kid something. There, the kid has his eye on something. And it's always something awesome, like an autograph slash guitar. Oh, you you mind if she, uh, touches it? Hey, (laughs) hey, do you want to give, and he says it loud enough for her to hear, hey, could she keep that slash guitar? (laughs) She keeps staring at that slash guitar. (laughs) What'd you say? She
0: keeps looking at the slash guitar. Yeah,
1: she keeps staring at your slash guitar.
0: And then they'll say something like, um, every department's given her a souvenir. Yeah. So far today.
1: You just see a huge, like. One of those big hockey, those guys who walk with those huge <laughs> hockey bags. You'd see one on her back with everything. Hey, dude, uh, dude, you want to be cool and just give it to her?
0: <laughs> she definitely has her
1: eye on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god! Here, here, here's here's a a good story. Jared from Subway. You heard what happened to him?
0: Oh yeah, he got his ass
1: beat. He got beat up by some guy named Stephen Nigg. The guy's yeah. white. Some old white guy.
0: Um, did you see a few weeks ago that and, and don't don't lose where you're at with this story, but did you see the story a few weeks ago, which I guess turned out not to be true? Oh, where
1: said he gained thirty pounds?
0: And then then they came out and said that's not that was not true. And they said he just eats I, honey
1: buns all day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I was like I was excited when I heard he gained thirty pounds just because you know, I was like, Yes, karma. I mean, <laughs> and then when I saw that it wasn't true, I was like, Oh I was bummed that he's still keeping in shape. But, but wait, wait, vindication do you want from my disappointment that he didn't gain weight?
1: But wait, do you want him to be, don't you want him not to gain weight? Because that would mean he's really enjoying food. Because, you know, the whole time he was at Subway, if, if all he eats is our honey buns in prison, that means when he was fat, he probably just ate honey buns all day. So do you really want him to enjoy life again by eating honey buns all day? Because that's what he loves no, doing.
0: but I, I would take it as him just giving up, like him being depressed and not giving a shit anymore and just being so miserable that he's drowning his sorrows in honeybug. I, I thought there was something poetic about him gaining all that weight.
1: No, I, I did. You're right. I enjoyed it. Um, Fogle jumped in the rec yard in Inglewood Prison in Colorado on the 29th, and uh, an inmate named Stephen Nigg pushed Fogle down and then unloaded a barrage of punches to his face. <laughs> it says... He left Fogel, oh, nig who's in for a weapons charge, left Fogel with a bloody nose, swollen face and scratches on his neck. 6-year-old nig was also injured, a small cut on his left hand from delivering the whooping. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good for him. Child molesters really should get the death penalty cuz you're ruining people's lives. Yeah. So, whatever happens to Jared, I mean, it's too bad. But don't you think it's it's kind of If you if you're really trying to run a prison yard, so that people don't get hurt. Why is Jared allowed in in the rec area? Why is he allowed in the yard? Like Jared shouldn't be in the public because everyone's gonna be gunning for him.
0: I mean, I don't care, but totally. I'm just saying. No, you're right. If if you're if your intention, if you're like the warden and you say, you know, we try to run a an operation here without violence, you don't put guys in there on weapons charges in with child molesters.
1: Because everyone hates child molesters in prison. That's like the number one guy they hate.
0: Yeah, chomos. What do they call him? They call him chomos.
1: Chomo, <laughs> chomo. God, he must be in. This is the worst thing that could happen to this guy. He's he's a limp slob. He's probably going to get killed in prison.
0: He probably will. He's a limp
1: slob. <laughs> You're right. I mean, can you imagine him trying to fight back this this sixty year old like redneck guy? You're hey, Mo. what what do they call him again? Chomo. How we spell it? C-H-O-M-O. Oh, Chomo. Hey, Chomo! Oh, God, it's Nick. Steven Nick. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. Get on the ground, boy! <laughs> ah, 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 oh, my face! And you know the guards don't break it up right away. No. It's probably like you've seen Dazed and Confused, right? Yeah, remember that scene where where he beats <laughs> up that nerd, and, yeah. and and everyone holds up because he thinks it's gonna get broken up, and everyone holds it back for like five minutes. Right. You know that's what the guards did. Wait, wait, hang oh on. He, he, wait. He's like, hey, yo, give him a minute, give him a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how pathetic Jared looked when he got up?
0: Oh my god, <laughs> just I mean, covered him blood. There was probably no attempt. I mean, if. If Jared did anything during that, he probably tried to just cover up. Like, he probably laid on the ground and just tried <laughs> to steal his face. There was no defense whatsoever. There was, like, he did not try to, to fight back or anything.
1: He just laid there in a ball, just like <laughs> Randy from A Christmas Story, just hoping <laughs> that it would end.
0: Up. Yes, dude. Or, like, when, um, <laughs> remember, yeah, um remember when, uh, actually, A Christmas Story, when Ralphie uh, Scott Farkas. Yeah. And he got up and just wiped his nose, and <laughs> he looked <so> all defeated. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then every, now everyone else is tough with him, but, but Jared's a guy that no one's scared of.
0: You're right, yeah. There's nothing no
1: Jared could do to induce fear into anyone. No one looks weaker than Jared.
0: You're right. Now, Jared, it, Jared's, we've talked about people who are prey before, like the old man <laughs> on Jared Fogle is prey. Pray.
1: <laughs> we said this, and it sounds horrible. But the old man from Pawn Stars—it looks like if you want to, you could literally rip his arm off his body.
0: <laughs> he is defenseless against any attack. <laughs> There's nothing he can do.
1: <laughs> but we said that because he always talks like he's tough. Hey, Charlie. Hey, what? Hey, hey, Rick. What do you mean? What do you mean? This, your house, Rick? Well, I was here before <laughs> you, and you'd be dead as a doornail, boy. And <laughs> starts laughing. Yeah, speaking. speaking always,
0: you know, it, it's usually at the end of like a, it's like a super scripted scene where, like, all episode he's talking about how he's craving toast, and Chumley brings him roast at the end, and he's like, "Roast!" <laughs> I said, "Toast!" You dummy. <laughs> he starts running his mouth.
1: You know what my all-time favorite moment like that was, right? What? Chum lee had a basketball net set up in the warehouse, and he was going in for he was going in for a dunk. And he, so he was, he was about to dunk the basketball, and it, it was like, it wasn't even, he didn't even have to jump. Like, it was, the net was level with his hand, because obviously mm-hmm. Lee can't jump. And right when he's about to dunk, out of nowhere, the old man comes into the screen, and he blocks Lee and he goes, Not in my house, Lee. <laughs> and they're trying to make you like, that's a real scene. That old man would really be, in, he, he pops out of nowhere for like a, a Dikembe <laughs> Matumbo type block on Michael Jordan. Not Sorry. in my house, Lee. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, you got me, man. You know there's something wrong with me, by the way, when the Lee got arrested for having drugs and guns, and they actually yeah. came to arrest him on a sex charge. It had nothing to do with the guns or the drugs. They came to his house on a sex charge. I got tagged in that story like 50 times by listeners and friends. <laughs> so I'm I'm obviously connected to Chum Lee for some reason.
0: Yeah, I think we've talked about... I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that is, like, that anytime, is anytime,
1: anytime someone goes to Jimmy John's for the first time, I get tagged in those stories. Anytime someone does anything with Mayo, I get tagged. Anytime anything with Hulk Hogan, I get tagged. I understand all those. But now I'm also involved with Chum Lee, apparently, because everyone decided... <laughs> That when Lee's story uh, broke, they all had to tag me in it. Like, literally 50 uh, times. <laughs> that's a guy, by the way, funny. just, he got the golden ticket and he just couldn't help himself. I mean, yeah. you're, you're a fat, just, like, just a guy with absolutely no talent. You're not funny. You're humongous. No acting skills. <laughs> Everyone on that show, none of them have any kind of acting, except, you know, Rick. Rick is the only one with charisma. The, the the guy who owns the pawn shop he does right. have some charisma
0: yeah but even his I, I would his acting his best acting is really <laughs> stiff it's not good but but you're right he's the only one who is remotely passable
1: but he's at least interesting cuz the show started out i mean it's on the history channel so the the point of the show is to have these old items come in and then they tell you a little bit about them yeah, and he's very knowledgeable. So at least he had that going. Everyone else on the show: Chumley, just a slob; his son, a slob; his father, just an old man who you can't even understand. Hey, hey Chumley, where's my coffee, boy? Hey, hey, <laughs> Rick, do make Rick Junior. Junior, don't make me put a boot in there. <laughs>
0: But, but go back to the Chumley thing, because I'm interested in hear what you were going to say. Like, he he, he I was a loser. With it, He's like, a loser from
1: is, a pawn well, shop. He's a loser from a right. pawn shop. He was probably making like $10 an hour. Somehow he got the golden ticket. He's now, he makes, I heard, about $4 million a year on Pawn Stars, which is crazy. Unbelievable. I heard it's $20,000, $25,000 an episode, and they film 80 episodes a year, which crazy. is a crazy amount of episodes of Pawn Stars. That yeah. might not be right, but whatever. He's making millions of dollars.
0: And, and plus he, on top, I'm sure he's the kind who does, like, club appearances. And, you know, oh, 100%. Five, five grand to come and show up for an hour.
1: It's probably more like 10 or 15 or even like 20. But, yeah. it's you know, it's really crappy clubs in Alabama. All right. All right. Shooters. Shooters. <laughs> Lee in the house. Chumlee, what do you got to <laughs> say? No, what's up? Ah, uh, y'all, y'all! Everyone keep drinking. <laughs> then they give him ten grand. And he leaps. <laughs> what a ridiculous appearance! Let's go through a list of the cities where Chumley's actually a draw. Like if they're at if they're at um the Poorhouse in, in in Birmingham, Ridge. Alabama.
0: And they... he would be he would do big business in a city like like Peoria. It all come out. <laughs>
1: The local radio station will be hyping it up for a month. All right. Yeah. Uh, right here, we're on uh, The Wizard. Right here, Peoria's number one rock station. And uh, <laughs> Chum Lee is going to be at the poorhouse coming up. And he would do he would do several phoners,
0: like, the month in promoting the appearance. Yeah,
1: with, uh, I'll be there at the poorhouse.
0: <laughs> 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 several phoners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know everyone's going to be making him an offer. Hey, 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 I got Jomley. Hey, Jomley, how much for this watch? Uh, 10, <laughs> ten bucks. I'll give you 10 bucks for it. <laughs> you mean trying to sell him stuff? Yeah. Ah, uh, how much for my ball cap? Four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> What he wants to do is make appearances Four at bucks. <laughs> He's
0: on some fantastic segment. like him. You know, like, I
1: bet oh, part fuck. of his contract is that the promoter has to give him a hundred dollars uh, in singles so that he can make these transactions with the fans.
0: Oh, probably. Hey, Charlie man. Ah, I got
1: this baseball Don Mattingly rookie card, man. What you got, Joe? <laughs> Two bucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some people can say Like they just made a deal With Chum Lee ah, I just made a deal With
1: Chum Lee man <laughs> Oh you were on Ponce? Nah no, nah, nah At the poorhouse. house <laughs> Chum Lee's doing Live deals man <laughs> All these morons And then the rule is That he buys everything Hey right, Chum Lee man How much for my dog dish Buck and a half <laughs>
0: Are you going to write me up? Who's going to write me up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We forgot one thing, Chum.
1: I'm going to go write you up. Ah! They all start cheering. You know the, the local DJ, though, gets in on that. Chum Lee tells the <laughs> local DJ to write him up, and then the local DJ feels like he's the man.
0: Oh, yeah, he's part of it., well, we got yeah. Chum Lee here
1: coming on. Chum Lee from Paul Stars is here tonight here at the poor house in Peoria I'll
0: be doing his ri- I'll
1: be doing his write up <laughs> I'll be writing people up all night it, just, it, it it's so pathetic' see all they're doing is throwing all the items in a black garbage bag, which goes immediately in the dumpster after the appearance. Yeah. <laughs> the most he buys anything for is two dollars two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> And, the, and the, that's how quick the transaction is, too. It's not like there's no talking. It's just like, "Hi, hey Chumlee, man. How much for this duffel bag, man?
0: Buck. <laughs> 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 did, you say, did you say a buck? Yeah. I'm <laughs> 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 Just giving him garbage. It's just like it's gonna go straight in the garbage. Yeah, every you see him putting it
1: right in a big black garbage bag. If you want everything back, you just go to the dumpster after the appearance. Somebody's just a, a pile, and, and, and he puts them in his pocket, dude, to make it look like it's actually his money. shit, <sighs> yeah, that's
0: funny. And you know,
1: you know, there's a lot of women in some of these areas that would actually. Have sex. The same kind of people who'd have sex with Screech from Save by the Bell when he didn't appear Yeah. Oh, hey Screech. I'm one of your biggest fans, Screech. <laughs> I always said you were cuter than Zach. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, chummy, man. I think you're way cuter than Big Hoss. <laughs> Even though his daddy's a look cute. <laughs> yeah, <let's> Thanks. <laughs> Let's get fucked up.
0: <laughs> I love when he came on the mic first and all he said was, keep drinking. <laughs> uh, hold on, base, is called me hold
1: on. Oh, good. Just in time. Ladies and gentlemen, base.
2: <laughs> hey. Welcome.
1: You finished those syndicated network spots?
2: <laughs> I did. I, they all had hard out. They needed to be done.
1: Hey, you just called in while we were talking about Chumley from oh, Pawn Stars. All right. But don't you think it's funny that he probably does really horrible appearances and really crappy markets at places called the Poor House?
2: <laughs> any, any place where a sign-up says, "Come meet Chumley," I'm assuming it's a pretty low market.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and you know, there's always some radio DJ named, like, Mike the Enforcer. Yeah. I force her in the house. Right. Yo, don't forget to listen to me on 93 Rock. But, yo, uh, without further ado, the man of the hours here. I know he's had. I know he's half buzzed in the back. Let me go ahead and bring him out. Lee. <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for coming. Drink up.
0: <laughs> All right, everyone, drink that DJ, hit that music! Uh, <laughs> wait, but, but hey, going back, your original point was like, this is a guy who couldn't leave well enough alone. Yeah,
1: the guy had everything. The big, This guy got the gold, like, for instance, Bass got the golden ticket with DJ, his son. One of the cutest babies ever, right? <laughs> Bass, could you admit that DJ Levy equals hope?
2: I, I think for now, so it's that, uh you would driver as awkward years. I have. don't think
1: he's going to have awkward years. He looks too good.
2: We'll see. We'll see.
1: But, but whatever. You know what I'm saying, base
2: DJ. I mean, McC- now,
1: look at that. Well, I, I, wait, base Wait, you cut out there. What did you say?
2: I said McCoy Culkin was an adorable kid, too. And now look at him.
1: Yeah, but then he got into, like, drugs and weirdness. DJ is going yeah. to. I think DJ's on the right track. If you I did something. If you start dressing him weird or something, you're ruining your goal. If you do, if, like, for instance, if you, uh, whatever, you divorce Jill and you move somewhere. Oh, I'm moving to, I'm going to be the voice of LA Clippers radio. And then you, you know, you blew your golden ticket. DJ's probably going to be the face of some kind of like baby gap or something. whatever. I don't know. But that's your golden ticket. I got Chum Lee's golden ticket. And this guy was at least, at least you have a personality. Chum Lee is just a slob with no personality. He was working at a... You were already working in radio. He was working in a pawn shop, not making any money, and he just couldn't... He can't just accept the, the gifts he was given. He had, right. to, he had to start buying guns, drugs. Get the, the real problem is the sex crime. He got charged with some yeah. kind of sex crime.
2: Well, you also have to understand that before the show even came out, he was some fat, fucking chum-lee working at a pawn shop.
1: I know. That's what I'm so, saying. He's I, lucky. So, but,
2: right, but right there, I mean, if you name me anybody at a pawn shop right now, you're already assuming some sort of criminal record.
0: face, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say, I don't think you're entirely wrong. I wouldn't say that right off the bat he's got a criminal record. But I will say, this is the problem when you take regular people who aren't Necessarily polished or with the intention. Like when Chum Lee went and applied at Gold and Silver Pawn Shop, <laughs> he did not apply with the intention of becoming Chum lis celebrity. No. <laughs> he applied because he didn't have a job and he just needed to like, be able to pay exactly, himself yeah. He did not seek fame. <laughs> and that's the problem when you, when you give, the, when you just t- pick a schlep off the street. And say, "Hey, you're famous." It's like the dude, the man with the golden voice. Remember how his face was with that oh, guy? Oh yeah, I want to be
1: the, <laughs> the the voice of Kraft Macaroni and Cheese.
0: I would. They, 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 they found a homeless guy who had a great voice, and they made him like the voice of a like a sports franchise or something. He did like the intro music, yeah, uh, for the like, Cavaliers. Or the intros and like three months later he was already back in jail or something like <laughs> that's the problem when you pluck these losers and say hey you're going to be famous they're not equipped for fame
1: yeah you're not ready for it you just got handed right. fame out of nowhere
0: and not and yes. not
2: just that but i mean there's you're not exactly getting scholars applying for jobs applying jobs. and somebody actually came into his shop and said this guy's messed up we got to put him on television But isn't it funny that... It it was like out of nowhere, they were just like, there's something wrong with this guy in the head. He needs to be televised.
1: But who was the genius that decided that Lee would be the comic relief on the show? Because remember, I mean, he's the comic relief. Oh, Chumley! Oh, not again. is equivalent to like Kramer on Seinfeld. He just shows up for a big laugh and leaves. (laughs) Lee, that's not a broom, that's a shovel. Get back out, shot and get the broom. And everyone starts laughing. I mean, that's Chumley's there just for comic relief, just a yeah. slob, a slob who has no acting skills. He's hard on the. He's just horrible to look at on screen. I mean, that show that show couldn't have four. I've never seen a show with four characters that look that bad on screen.
0: Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
1: Chumley and 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 you know what if you watch now compared to the old episodes Chumley and and Big Hoss have lost hundreds of pounds. So, they, oh, yeah. If you watch that first season, Chumley and Big Hoss both weigh about 400 pounds and they're just disgusting. They have yeah. they have um acne on their face that looks like it's about to explode like it's it's bright yeah. red um <laughs> 50 or 60 chins. I mean they're they're gross.
2: Yeah, Kind of resemble what Greg the Hammer Valentine looked like right about exactly,
1: that. Exactly, like Greg the Hammer Valentine out of the tanning bed. That's how they look.
0: <laughs> you guys know, are- but then, of course, when Chumley, Oh, my last thing on that before you move on. Like, when Lee got the money, when he started getting those paychecks, remember when he got those big fake teeth? He got his teeth
1: cap? Oh, yeah, we said it's like rims. Like, a guy like Lee has to get the biggest rims. He also had... To- I need the biggest teeth. Give me the biggest ones.
0: <laughs> biggest and whitest. <laughs> Well, the next size up for me is their
1: piano keys. <laughs> we only have these Roger Rabbit teeth. Fine. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. White, too, as white as possible.
2: They call it the Mr. Edlock.
1: <laughs> we took these right off a horse. Yeah. Those look real nice.
0: Can we make them whiter?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could you put a grill on these, too, or no? How have the world's exactly. biggest grill? Uh, you know Chumley parties at all the Vegas clubs and stuff? And, and I guarantee, which is disgusting, Vegas promoters, they'll sell their soul to any minor celebrity. You'll walk in there, and and you know, back in the day, Todd Bridges was partying in Vegas. You know, Willis from Different Strokes, and they're giving him everything. Mm-hmm. Willis in the House Town nightclub, what up?
2: <laughs>
1: so you know, even even, even at Vegas nightclubs, Chumley probably gets treated pretty well because a lot of those hosts, if you show up to Vegas a couple times, they'll they'll hook you up if you're just some loser off the street. So they're giving Chumley a pretty good experience when he's at these clubs, right? Yo, Chumley, what's up, though? You need some ass tonight around you or what? (laughs) Yeah, the usual, two bottles and two bitches. (laughs) All right, Lee. All right, let me see what I could do. Yo, you girls want to party with (laughs) (laughs) Chumley? You see Drake with Chris Brown in one booth. You see Derek Jeter and then (laughs) Chumley. Yo, you girls, <laughs> yo, 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 I'm trying to fill out booths tonight. Who want to party with Chris Brown? Me, 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 me. All right, cool. We got that one wrapped up. Who want to party with Gita? <laughs> me, me. I do, I do. All right, cool. We all stocked up on that one. All right, who, who want to party with Chum Lee? Who? <laughs> no, who said they, they, they think it's like some Asian star or something?
2: Like, oh that's the funny guy for the hangover.
1: Yeah. Oh, him? Oh, cool. And then they, can you imagine the disappoint <laughs> the disappointment on these girls' face when they get in that booth and Chubblee's there? I right, had girls around me. Let's get the girl thing next to me. One drink apiece, Like real, real quick.
0: He'll ask them if he can eat their ass or something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-uh. <laughs> He lets it's him have ring, one drink. Yeah. yeah, he just goes for it like instant. There's no chill <laughs> with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that
1: no girl would ever like him, so that's all he's in it for. Right. So he gives them one free drink, and as they're not even done with the drink, he, you're right. He goes, "You like, I eat ass? <laughs> you, you you suck. You sucking, fuck?
2: You got his pants off? Yeah.
1: You see my hand? <laughs> my my pants. Put hand down there." All right, now nah, hey, Lupe, give me two new girls. All right, Chuck, go, yo, ladies, you got to roll. Ladies, you got to roll out of here. Go hang out, go hang out over there by uh, by Belly's <laughs> hotel. There's usually some drunk girls over there. Bring me back a couple of benches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I noticed? and I don't know if you guys ever noticed this. Uh, old people really hate fat people. Have you ever noticed that?
2: That's an interesting insight. Not only do they they hate them, but they're loud about it.
1: Like, they'll say, like, what a disgrace. (laughs) 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 Or, like... I've never noticed it, but I don't think you're wrong. I'll tell you why. I know exactly why. They'll say stuff like, you should be ashamed of yourself.
2: My grandma once said it. He was trying to say it to me and my brother when we were kids, but said it so loud the person heard it. But it was a, we were at a restaurant and the person had like a giant tray of food. And my grandma goes, "He needs that like a hole in the head." Come like, <laughs> on! Oh <my
0: God."> <laughs> but that's exactly how it is, base. And, was... and, and the nicest way they can say it is like a, a, I can just picture an old woman saying about a, a fat girl saying like. What a shame! She has a pretty face.
1: <laughs> what a disgrace!
0: You should be Such ashamed shame of yourself. <laughs> a pretty face. Such a
1: waste! <laughs> what a horrible disgrace!
0: I was playing poker with this
1: eighty-five-year-old guy. I was in a tournament this weekend, and there was just picture a huge slob. His I can't even describe his gut because it was so big. And he was wearing like a 7X blue t-shirt. And then there was another kid next to him. And I, I could tell the old man took a liking to the guy next to him who was, you know, a younger guy who looked like he was in, he wasn't like built or anything, but he was just, you know, fit or healthy looking. And anytime he would talk, the old man would, would you could tell how into it he was. And when this slob <laughs> talked, he just like looked at him like he was so disgusted by him. He made the, the guy next to him. He goes, he said something to the slob and the slob goes. Oh, funny guy, huh? And he goes, no, he's actually just a young man with a sense of humor. (laughs) And the Slav was like, oh, okay. But I've noticed this my whole life. Old people hate, they hate fat. And and I think part of it is because when you're old, you realize that your time is ticking. And you see someone who's young, because old people always want to be young. They're like, oh, I want to be young again. And you see someone wasting being young by being fat. And they're like, "What a waste!" Because if I was young, I'd be in shape. Because I, you know, I want to live longer.
0: No, you're right. So so I think uh, that's why uh, the old love
1: the fit and they hate the fat.
0: Yeah, love the fit. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: Let's wrap it up on this, guys. I thought this was really funny. Um,
0: There was a about John Kasich and his confetti. What's that? We don't need to get too far into it, but I I figured for sure you had seen you know John Kasich, the dude who's running for president. Yeah, he won
1: he won Ohio.
0: He won one state and like at his celebration party last night they had a they had confetti raining from the ceiling for like <laughs> twenty minutes. Like you could the camera couldn't even see people. Like it was just pure confetti. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. That's funny. <laughs>
2: that,
0: that's good.
1: I was going to talk about St. Patrick's Day. They they released yeah. all in Chicago. There there were 7 arrests and 30 ambulance runs during the St. Patrick's Day parade and they actually listed all at every single one. Like at one twenty six p.m., we have a female unconscious outside of Sluggers. Um a woman calls 911 to report that uh the Cubby Bear won't return her ID. Um Let's see. A man passed out on a motorcycle at 1,200 block of Addison. A caller says her neighbor just whacked her with a wine bottle at 1,300 block of Addison. Everything's in (laughs) Wrigleyville. Courtney says she was jumped at Roscoe and Clark. Um, 10 teens fighting in the street at 3700 block of North Halstead. 305. Wow. Oh, oh that, that was all like at two o'clock, three o'clock. 305 PM. Burglary in process. Security reports two white men in green sweatshirts have climbed the upper deck of a parking garage north of Wrigley Field. 326 PM. The intoxicator, the intoxicated caller says subway restaurant employees won't serve gay people. 339 PM. The roommate came home drunk and is beating the caller. 3.51 wow. p.m., a man hit hit his head on the ground at 3505 North Clark. Nearby, a woman has passed out at 3485 North Clark. 3:30. Um, I mean, there's there's like a 100 of these calls. Um, let me go down to like 10, 10 p.m. Uh, Michael called 911 to report that his friend Bridget is lost near Edison and Clark. She's blonde wearing a green shirt. 10.14 p.m. Now a woman is calling to report. I
2: don't know where report. I am. There seems to be a stadium here.
1: Now a woman is calling to report that Bridget has either gotten lost or alternatively roofied Ten sixteen PM over in Boystown. A call reports that, that there's a man selling drugs outside of Diaz tequila. The alleged dealer is described as a white man wearing green Mardi Gras beads. Uh, they just, they just go on and on at uh, 11 AM Clark and Belmont for a woman who's threatening to stab people at the number 22 bus stop. They think she's mental. Um, It just goes on. This is where you realize how crappy it is to be a cop on St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is everyone's talking about that rally in Chicago, the Trump rally and and the protest. There was really no incidents of that. There were a couple people fighting. Any concert, any Megadeth concert you go to, there's going to be a minimum of three fights, and 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 that'll be in a thousand seat stadium. This was like thirty or forty thousand people. If you go to any event, if you go to any bar, Ryan, have you ever been to, when you were going to bars, have you ever gone to a bar where there's not at least one fight? Always. And that's what? A hundred people? Two hundred people at the bar? Yeah. couple hundred? So anytime you get a lot of young people who are, you know, angry, younger people together, a White Sox game, there's always fights. Any Anywhere you go, there's fights. So... They're going to take pictures of the two or three people that were fighting, but St. Patrick's Day really is the most disgusting time. I mean, that really if they really want to make Chicago look bad, that's what they should have shown were St. Patrick's Day celebrations. It is ridiculous.
0: You know what's weird too? Just a, a quick side note on that. There are, and this is my first St. Patrick's Day after being in LA. Obviously, all of the ones before this were in Chicago, and Chicago takes St. Patrick's Day very seriously. I've noticed there are a few things out here. That no one gives a shit about, and that's one of them.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: It's it's crazy, and another one is daylight savings time because it's always night here. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> even like even in the dead of winter, the sun's still out till five p.m. Right? And so I was excited in the weeks leading up to daylight savings time. I was like, "Yes, we spring forward, we get that hour <laughs> back." No one gave a shit. Everyone's like, "Oh, great."
1: Yeah, good. It,
0: <laughs> but St. Patrick's Day is one of them a lot you know I'm like waiting for like oh it's hearing about the stories and stuff and no one cares
2: I never really cared about it and I never really like felt it but now that I have a kid who you can't explain that you shouldn't wake up an hour earlier because it's now a different time it really hurts It's taken a whole week and the kid was waking up now at 5am instead of like 6.30 and I'll say this I've never felt daylight saving time so strong like I do right now and I've Nobody ever explains that when you become a parent, that that right. part is gonna hurt really but bad still, when you become a parent.
0: But isn't it still great though for you guys to have that extra hour to where it's oh, yeah. at three o'clock?
1: We've been counting down for three months for daylight saving stuff.
0: Yeah. Totally.
1: That's all we've been waiting for is daylight saving stuff. It's all we've cared about for three months. <laughs> it's coming. <Yeah>. It's coming. <laughs> Two more months. We're gonna it's gonna be brighter outside. It really makes you think again. Why? I mean, I understand Chicago was built up because this was like a hub for everything, like the, the what, like railroads and stuff and all kinds. I mean, it made sense that you had to have an area like Chicago to, you know, move things around the country. Right. But in 2016, that's not really a problem anymore. So why why aren't they building up? Like, there's a lot of warm areas. That they're not really building up. There's all kinds of places in California that are just, like, desolate. Why don't yeah. they make those major cities?
0: <laughs> just transport Chicago out here.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, there's yeah. tons of warm areas around the country that are just... Or are they just, like, just hick areas. Like, why not build them up and make them major cities? Totally. Or you're right off the water and it's just like... Like, if you go to northern Florida, it's just disgusting. Like, Hickville. <laughs> yeah, man. Today we're all gonna go frogging. What's frogging? Well, we take spears and kill frogs.
2: <laughs>
1: when I lived in when I lived in South Beach in Miami, I got offered at least ten times to go frogging with people who lived in you know a little bit north of there. Yeah man, we're gonna go to the Everglades, man, and go frogging. Yeah, man, I got me a whole whole I got a six pack of frog yesterday. Six pack of frog. It was great, man. <laughs> Anyways. It's amazing
2: that you didn't stay there that long after
1: these days. <laughs> hey, hey, let's go hogging and pigging. Frogging and pigging and hogging. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, it's Frog good eating, man. Hogging. Good eating, man. Frog legs and bacon, man. It's good eating, man. Frogging and hogging, man. <laughs> well, happy St. Patrick's
0: Day, fellas.
1: Yeah, Ryan, I'm glad we could bring, bring you a little St. Patrick's Day cheer because I, I know you missed it's it. A- I know you missed all the missed puke it. and rape yeah. and everything else. That, you know that that you know that a friend of mine he saw a guy he he saw a guy slamming his girlfriend into a garage like beating the shit out of her. Jesus. He stopped the guy and the guy was a big steroid guy. My, my friend is small and he actually got in the, he, he told me the story but other people verified it really happened. He he grabbed the guy off her. The guy punched him in the face. He punched the guy back and the girlfriend jumped on my friend's back and started like gouging his eyes out while the boyfriend punched him in the face. She was getting beat up by, I mean, that's the problem. A lot of these women, they get beat by these steroid guys. And then when you try to help them, they'll kick you in the balls or something to let him get over on you. It's crazy. St. Patrick's Day in Chicago is disgusting. If you're not from Chicago, you should come here to see this. The Southside parade was one of the most ridiculous things. Everyone's drunk at like nine in the morning. Everyone's fighting, peeing everywhere, puking, you know, dumping everywhere.
2: It is also funny because Abe and I work at a radio station where some people have come from out of town because they just got a job there and I have a new boss who's the one who just gave me all the work today. And before the weekend, he's like, yeah, I can't wait to, I've heard so much about St. Patty's in downtown Chicago. What time should I, uh, should I go check oh, out God. The, uh, the river game? Died green? I'm like, you may just want to steer clear the whole weekend. Yes. <laughs> It's a good time yes. to go back home wherever you're from.
1: Yeah,
0: Totally. Take a, take a weekend. Go back home.
2: You know, you.
1: I, I think that's underrated is listening to locals. Like, for instance, yeah. a friend of mine moved here, and he bought a house in not a great area. And I told him a 100 times, he was selling his condo downtown, which was in a beautiful location. I said, you're going to regret this house. You're going to regret buying this. And here we are now, 10 years later, and he regrets buying that house. If I move right. somewhere... Like, when I moved to Florida and they were telling me, hey, man, don't go frogging with Big Ted and Jeb. (laughs) I'd probably listen because I I don't want to die. Like, oh, oh, no, got got a gator caught in our boat. Abe, we're going to have to jump out and pull him off. Wait, what? (laughs) Abe, you're the (laughs) new guy. Jump (laughs) off and pull the gator off the boat or we're going to be stuck here all night. I'm not pulling a gator off a boat.
2: Someone's going to and they push you in the water. Just stick your fist right in his mouth. It, it won't bite, I promise. Yeah,
0: just don't. J- and, and real, <laughs> just to tie this all together, I, I, on, the, on my radio show today, I was talking to a guy in Dublin about St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, and one of the people on, on the show with me was saying, do you kiss the Blarney Stone? This guy in Dublin was saying, he like got real quiet, and he's like, no, we don't, we don't kiss the Blarney Stone here. That's more of a tourist thing. Yeah. We, we kind of look down on people who kiss the Blarney Stone. Yeah, we think and, they're losers. Exactly, and and that's that's a great thing to take advice. Like he's telling you, real Irish people don't kiss the Blarney Stone. You listen to that.
1: Yeah, and you stop you, kissing
2: you the Blarney know, you, Stone.
0: Exactly. I heard, they, like, I heard the, the real
2: Irish people pee on that Blarney
0: Stone. <laughs> <I'm>, probably. <laughs> that's, that's why. Right. you 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 listen, you, Dave, That's a great point. You listen to locals when they give you any advice. Now, when you're
1: in Vegas, you don't listen to locals. That's the one place where you don't. No, no, no. Yeah, man, you want to get the best pussy, you do it three miles Mm -hmm. away, man. You want the best drugs, (laughs) three and a half miles away. You never listen to a guy like that. But if they're they're legit locals, you listen to them, gentlemen. We'll wrap it up on that. We're up against the hard break and (laughs) the hard break. All right, we'll holler.
2: Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real, and I believe in you.